Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 66. From these thy children gathered in thy name, from hearts made whole, from lips redeemed from woe, thy praise, O Father, shall forever flow. Alleluia, alleluia. Hymn number 66. scriptural this morning will be given by Betty from California. I will read from Ephesians. My brethren, 
Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, and having on the breastplate of righteousness, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace, above all taking the shield of faith, wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked, and take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching there, uh, thereunto with all perseverance, and supplication for all saints. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Father, Mother, God, all harmonious. Hallowed be thy name. Adorable One. Thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom is come. Thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give, Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. For God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 99. He that hath God his guardian made shall underneath the Almighty's shade fearless and undisturbed abide. Thus to myself of him I'll say, he is my fortress, shield and stay, my God, in him I will confide. Hymn number 99.
Welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We start here every Sunday morning at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, which is a discussion about the lesson and ensures that we get everything that we are supposed to get from the lesson and make our week a better week because of it. And we had a really good one this morning. So if you missed any of it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com, and it will also be available on our YouTube channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11, and that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that any child anywhere can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do that. They call in from wherever they are and join in the Sunday school. So if you have a child of Sunday school age and you don't live in the area, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives literally saved through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers, so you can bring the whole family. We are going to have another Bible study this next coming Saturday, June 4th. My, how time flies. <laughs> the study questions are on our website, so check them out, and please join us. This Saturday, June 4th at 10 a.m., you'll be very happy that you did. And we've been busy printing and mailing the May edition of our magazine, Love is the Liberator, has been printed and I'm told it will be mailed today. So those of you who subscribe should receive it next week. And there's an article that uh, I'd like to point out that's featured on our website by Bicknell Young entitled, Love More. If you ever wondered about the power of divine love, wonder no more. Read this article, it's very good. Everyone is welcome here. And that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. Now we will have the reading of a testimony from miscellaneous writings of a healing that attests to the power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. And that, he, that reading will be given this morning by Imogene from Australia. From page 425. It is impossible for me to keep still any longer. In 1885, when I had not known a well day in five years, science and health with key to the scriptures was placed in my hands by a dear lady 
who insisted upon my reading it, saying she believed it would heal me. Like many, I was afraid of it, until I learned what it really was. The friend's words were verified. I was healed by the reading of the book, and for one year continued to read nothing whatever but the Bible and science and health. They were my constant study. Through the understanding gained that God is all, I came to demonstrate with great success and with but one thought, for I knew nothing about giving a treatment. I wish I knew as little now, for I believe that healing in Christian science is to be done in a moment. I became anxious to learn more, to study with the teacher, but funds would not allow, and I thought to substitute a course in Chicago, perhaps. Every time I would speak of it, however, my dear mother would say, you have science and health and the Bible and God for your teacher. What more do you need? If I could not go to the teacher, I would not go to anyone. If I had only heeded the blessed counsel of truth. I went to Chicago, however, so full of confidence in Christian science that I supposed everyone who had studied with Mrs. Eddy must be right. Unfortunately, I took my course with a spiritualist who had been through two of her classes, discovered my mistake and went to a mind cure, only to find the mistake repeated. Being an earnest seeker for truth, I tried again to go to the Massachusetts Metaphysical College, but it was uncertain when there would be a class. So I took a course with one of Mrs. Eddy's students in Boston. The darkness now rolled away. Science and health once more revealed the light to me as of old. All this time the mind curers had me in view and were sending me reading matter. But praise the Lord, truth is victorious. My dear brothers and sisters, let us be safely guided by the counsels of our mother in science and health. I, for one, am astounded that I was so led astray, but I did it all through ignorance. And the sincere desire to know the truth and to do it saved me. Your sister in truth, R.D. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 18 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly.
Subject, Ancient and Modern Necromancy, alias Mesmerism and Hypnotism, Denounced. The golden text is from Ephesians. Take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. The responsive reading is from Revelation. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought and his angels. And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Carol will now read. The Bible, Matthew. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Genesis. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. 
And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where art thou? And he said, I heard thy voice in the garden, and I was afraid, because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told thee that thou wast naked? Hast thou eaten of the tree whereof I commanded thee that thou shouldest not eat? And the man said, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me she gave me of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, What is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. First Thessalonians But of the times and the seasons, brethren, ye have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. For when they shall say, Peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that the day should overcome you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for an helmet, the hope of salvation. Faithful is he that calleth you, who also will do it. Matthew. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and that the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people, unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas, and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. Then one of the twelve, called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will ye give me, and I will deliver him unto you? And they covenanted with him for thirty pieces of silver. And from that time 
he sought opportunity to betray him. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here, and watch with me. And he went a little farther, and fell on his face, and prayed, saying, O my father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What, could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he is at hand that doth betray me. And while he yet spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude, with swords and staves, from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now he that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whosoever I shall kiss, that same is he. Hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. And Jesus said unto him, Friend, wherefore art thou come? Then came they and laid hands on Jesus and took him. James, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. First Peter Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, 
settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I will read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. The exterminator of error is the great truth that God, good, is the only mind, and that the supposititious opposite of infinite mind, called devil or evil, is not mind, is not truth, but error, without intelligence or reality. There can be but one mind, because there is but one God. And if mortals claimed no other mind and accepted no other, sin would be unknown. We can have but one mind if that one is infinite. The first mention of evil is in the legendary scriptural text in the second chapter of Genesis. God pronounced good all that he created, and the scriptures declared that he created all. The tree of life stands for the idea of truth, and the sword which guards it is the type of divine science. The tree of knowledge stands for the erroneous doctrine that the knowledge of evil is as real Hence, as God bestowed, as the knowledge of good. The serpentine form stands for subtlety, winding its way amidst all evil, but doing this in the name of good. Its sting is spoken of by Paul when he refers to spiritual wickedness in high places. It is the animal instinct in mortals which would impel them to devour each other and cast out devils through Beelzebub. As of old, evil still charges the spiritual idea with error's own nature and methods. This malicious animal instinct of which the dragon is the type, incites mortals to kill, morally and physically, even their fellow mortals. And worse still, to charge the innocent with the crime. This last infirmity of sin will sink its perpetrator into a night without a star. The author is convinced that the accusations against Jesus of Nazareth and even his crucifixion were instigated by the criminal instinct here described. The revelator speaks of Jesus 
as the Lamb of God, and of the dragon as warring against innocence. Since Jesus must have been tempted in all points, he, the Immaculate, met and conquered sin in every form. From Genesis to the Apocalypse, sin, sickness, and death, envy, hatred, and revenge, all evil, are typified by a serpent or animal subtlety. Jesus said, quoting a line from the Psalms, they hated me without a cause. The serpent is perpetually close upon the heel of harmony. From the beginning to the end, the serpent pursues with hatred the spiritual idea. In Genesis, this allegorical talking serpent typifies mortal mind, more subtle than any beast of the field. In the Apocalypse, when nearing its doom, this evil increases and becomes the great red dragon, swollen with sin, inflamed with war against spirituality, and ripe for destruction. It is full of lust and hate, loathing the brightness of divine glory. As named in Christian science, animal magnetism or hypnotism is the specific term for error or mortal mind. It is the false belief that mind is in matter and is both evil and good. That evil is as real as good and more powerful. This belief has not one quality of truth. It is either ignorant or malicious. The malicious form of hypnotism ultimates in moral idiocy. Mesmerism is mortal, material illusion. Animal magnetism is the voluntary or involuntary action of error in all its forms. It is the human antipode of divine science. Science must triumph over material sense and truth over error, thus putting an end to the hypotheses involved in all false theories and practices. Christian science goes to the bottom of mental action and reveals the theodicy which indicates the rightness of all divine action as the emanation of divine mind and the consequent wrongness of the opposite so-called action, evil, occultism, necromancy, mesmerism, animal magnetism, hypnotism. That false claim, that ancient belief, that old serpent whose name is devil, 
evil, claiming that there is intelligence in matter, either to benefit or to injure men, is pure delusion, the red dragon, and it is cast out by Christ, truth, the spiritual idea, and so proved to be powerless. The words, cast unto the earth, show the dragon to be nothingness, dust to dust, and therefore, in his pretense of being a talker, he must be a lie from the beginning. Divine science shows how the lamb slays the wolf. Innocence and truth overcome guilt and error. Ever since the foundation of the world, ever since error would establish material belief, evil has tried to slay the lamb. But science is able to destroy this lie called evil. There will be greater mental opposition to the spiritual, scientific meaning of the scriptures than there has ever been since the Christian era began. The serpent, material sense, will bite the heel of the woman, will struggle to destroy the spiritual idea of love, and the woman, this idea, will bruise the head of lust. The spiritual idea has given the understanding a foothold in Christian science. The seed of truth and the seed of error, of belief and of understanding, yea, the seed of spirit and the seed of matter are the wheat and tares which time will separate, the one to be burned, the other to be garnered into heavenly places. For victory over a single sin, we give thanks and magnify the Lord of hosts. What shall we say of the mighty conquest over all sin? A louder song, sweeter than has ever before reached high heaven, now rises clearer and nearer to the great heart of Christ. For the accuser is not there, and love sends forth her primal and everlasting strain. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world.
Let's now sing hymn number 207. The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. O oh, gentle presence, peace and joy and power, O oh, life divine that owns each waiting hour, thou love that guards the nestling's faltering flight, keep thou, my child, on upward wing tonight. Hymn number 207.
Everybody ready now? <laughs> Let's now sing hymn number 312. Soldiers of Christ, arise and put your armor on, strong in the strength which God supplies through his eternal Son. Stand then in his great might, with all his strength endued, and take to arm you for the fight the panoply of God. Hymn number 312. from the Christian Science textbook, the scientific statement of being, and the correlative passages from 1 John 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, 
But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. Acts. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light of the Gentiles, that thou shouldest be for the salvation unto the ends of the earth. Amen. 